This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 37, Poor, Poor Carlin. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In today's episode, I've got a little story about a sad little spinning wheel. There's some monkey sock goodness, 528,000 stitches, and details about all of the stuff that has kept me away from recording for the past week. I am so sorry that this episode is horribly delayed, but unfortunately, I could not get around it. Let's start this podcast off as I like to do with updates, of course. In addition, I have a little update about the flashback sock knit along. It looks like most folks are have decided to join me in knitting the monkey socks by Cookie A. Not everyone is, though. We have a couple folks knitting Hedera. And we also had two new sock knitters who have been putting off starting their first socks and decided that knitting their first vanilla sock is their flashback sock, and that is totally awesome. I am glad that this little knit-along is motivating some folks to start something new. I will talk a little bit more about my progress in spinning my wheels segment. And that is all I've got for updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. All right, and now it's time for Spin a Tale. This week in Spin a Tale, I have a sad, sad story about poor, poor Carlin. As you may know, if you listened to last episode, I have been spinning my little heart out. I spun up all of that Sheepshed Studio Superwash Merino, and then I jacked it up when I was plying it. So I respun it, and I discovered that when I'm working on a higher whirl, my spinning wheel wobbles like mad, like unbelievably wobbly. And I couldn't, I just couldn't let it go on any longer. I felt really bad for my spinning wheel and I wanted her to get the best performance possible. And I began to get a little concerned that with that wobble, if I let it go too long, it would start to cause like larger problems. And I certainly did not want to ruin my spinning wheel. I love my little Carlin, and she makes me very happy. So I contacted the folks over at Louette North America, and a wonderful, wonderful woman by the name of Connie. We went back and forth doing a little troubleshooting, and none of the things that I had within my control fixed the problem. So sadly, I had to ship Carlin to New York State. Yes, I know. It's sad, and it's horrible, and it was painfully expensive, surprisingly enough. The wheel's only 14 pounds, but apparently the package is very, it requires a pretty large package, so that increased the cost. And of course, I had to pay for insurance just in case it got broken. That way, I wouldn't have to worry about the cost of replacement. So Carlin shipped out as soon as the weather cleared up enough here last week on Wednesday, and she made it safely to New York State on Friday, where Connie signed for her. And hopefully this coming Monday, I will hear back from Connie about whether or not there is something that can be done here locally to fix the issue. And if it can't be fixed locally, then sadly, 
my spinning wheel will have to be shipped to Holland, where she was manufactured, to see if the folks at the factory can breathe new life into her. I'm really hoping it's something that Connie can just take care of and go, oh, here's the problem, all done, good to go, here's your spinning wheel. But I fear that that is not the case. We've tried a couple things, and it's ju it just nothing worked. I believe that I have one of the original Victorias that was manufactured, and I know that since they started making the wheel in 2006, they have changed some of the specifications and re-engineered a few things to improve the quality of the wheel. So I just think that my spinning wheel does not have any of those improvements on it. Uh, the wheel was purchased in 2009, like just over a year ago, but I still think that based on some of the, some of her features that she was one of the original runs, like the improved Victorias have a totally different orifice than mine does, and the bobbins that I have with my spinning wheel were manufactured in like 2007. So I'm pretty, pretty sure that with those indicators that I have like definitely one of the original Victorias and we'll have to see what Louette can do for me. From what I understand from reading like the Ravelry boards and stuff, Louette is super good with customer service and with this kind of issue. So everybody keep your fingers crossed that Carlin comes out of this unscathed and everything is fine and that I get her back in record time because really if she goes off to Holland it could be months before I see her again. So it looks like this girl will be spindle spinning primarily for as long as it takes. And that's all I've got this week in Spin a Tale. So let's move on to bigger and better things. So over the past two weeks, I have been crafting my little heart out and quite a few of those little projects have taken me away from recording and that's really pitiful that it was the crafting that kept me away from the microphone, but I had no choice. One was that large commission project that I took on for the rugby team. I mean, it wasn't horribly, horribly involved. It was really getting my machine set up for embroidery making sure the file was correct, and monitoring the stitch out. And I made 40 patches for the rugby team, and I had to make them in sets of five based on the size of my embroidery hoop. And so I had to do eight runs. Each run lasted more than two hours. So that was more than 18 hours of stitching and monitoring the sewing machine. Yay, fun. No, not really. It wasn't horrible. Like, I was able to set the machine, get it running, walk away, clean the bathroom, come back and check on everything and make sure it was okay, and then change colors and, you know, move on to the next thing. But that project ended up being more than 528,000 stitches. That's a lot of stitches. But my machine worked like a champ once we worked out the bugs and figured out what the best order for stitching the colors was. It really really ended up being low maintenance and I got all of the patches finished. The last last task for stitching out well for this commission project is what I'm doing right this second as I record. I added an iron-on backing to the patches and I'm trimming around the paper backing for that iron-on material right now. 
I probably would prefer that the patches not be iron-on, but I also know the guys that will be receiving these patches, and I think iron-on is the best bet, or they probably wouldn't use them, or they would sew them on so terribly that it would be a shameful display of my work. So we went with iron-on. Oh, and sadly, after shipping Carlin away, it turns out that this little project will pay for that shipping instead of paying for the rest of Camp Kip. So we'll have to see how that's going to work out. And that's really all I've got in sewing. But because I had the embroidery machine set up, my little recording studio was out of the question. Once I have the embroidery module like hooked up to my machine, it takes up the entire surface area of my little sewing table. So there was no moving it out of the way to record. So I really had to wait until that project was done before I could sit down and record. And of course, the weekend that I would have normally recorded, I spent that entire weekend spinning for this month's incentive because I knew that I would never get that done if I didn't do it on the wheel before I shipped her off. So in two days, I spun up four ounces of the diabolical fiber and got it plied up and it is lovely. I absolutely adore it. It is so soft and squishy. I ended up going for a heavy worsted and we have about 180 yards of heavy worsted and I didn't ply it the wrong way. <laughs> it's, oh, it's wonderful. It's so soft and squishy and bouncy. And if I hadn't already promised to give it away for the January, February donation incentive, yeah, I would totally keep it for myself. But some lucky listener will be receiving that at the end of February. And it's awesome. I totally love it. And I will post photos of the fiber to the show notes board under the donate tab so everybody can see that stuff. And I'll put it in my hand spun and Ravelry. So if you want to take a look at that, that'll be awesome. In addition, in spinning my wheels the past couple weeks, I've been knitting like a champ, which makes me happy. I, of course, finished the Lionette Cardi before I recorded the previous episode. And all I needed to do was block it. I blocked it and it turned out almost perfectly. I think the only thing I would do differently if I made that garment again, or in future garments, raglan garments anyway, I need to watch out on the amount of fabric that there is under the arms. I think that's the only area that it's like, nah, I kind of don't like it, but I think that'll make it plenty roomy enough for layering. And I really like the product a lot. And I think, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to end up knitting a second line neck cardi, but in a much smaller size, because the 13-year-old would like one for herself. And I'm pretty sure I have enough yarn in my stash in a color that she will like that I don't even have to go yarn shopping to get it done. That'll be awesome. And the only other knitting I have done... Oh, no. I cast on, like two days ago, I cast on a beer koozie and finished that in like a night and a half, like when I was hanging out waiting for the girls to finish activities, I, um, one of the guys on the rugby team who will be at a fundraiser this weekend, he's like a super nice kid. He's only like 25, but he's so sweet and nice and like respectful and wonderful. And he absolutely loves the beer koozie that I knit for my husband. So I'm making one for him. Well, I made one for him in, oh, what is that stuff? It's Peyton's Shetland tweed in this green color and I had some left over from a previous project but I cannot for the life of me remember what I'd knit in that color before 
But anyway, I think he's really going to like that. And that took me like a minute and a half to knit. And then, so really then, on to the only other thing I've knit is the monkey socks. And I am totally loving that pattern. The 15 row repeat is super easy to memorize and I can whip right on through it and take the socks with me wherever I need to. And that is totally making me happy. It's a lot of fun. I'm knitting the large size on, I think, size one needles because I had a very, very lightweight fingering yarn. So I wanted to make sure that they would fit. I think if I had a heavier yarn, I'd either knit the medium size on the same size needles or knit the medium size at a tighter gauge. But I've tried it on a couple times and the size is working out perfectly. And I am halfway down the foot on the first sock. I'm not sure if you guys realize this or not. I'm kind of a slow knitter, especially when I get distracted by other things. And I know a couple of folks over on the Ravelry board have been like, oh, it's too late to start this. I'll never get it done in time. Everybody's got until like midnight in your time zone to cast off and take photos and post them to the Ravelry thread. So I'm pretty sure that in what, four and three and a half weeks, four weeks, you can get a pair of monkey socks finished. They're pretty awesome and pretty easy and I'm loving them. And even if you're one of those folks who's choosing to flashback and start your very first ever pair of socks, you'll definitely have time. I am one of the slowest knitters on the planet, in my opinion, and I'm only like, I'd say two thirds of the way done with my first sock. So there's definitely plenty of time. Even if you're coming late to the game, you will not be left behind. I know that definitely there's some super fast knitters out there. Like before, I think before I even posted the announcement episode to the web, people had their socks done. There are definitely some fast sock knitters out there, but I am just not one of them. But that's okay. We all knit at our own pace. And I hope that that doesn't discourage anybody from making these socks because they certainly are a fun, thoroughly enjoyable knit. And that is all I've got this week in Spinning My Wheels. This week, I am all spun up about digital versions of knitting magazines. I am not sure if I mentioned it or not, but I got an iPad for Christmas. Normally, I wouldn't have gotten an iPad, but... I have some extended traveling to do later on this year, and I wanted a way to be able to take all of the nitty online fun with me wherever I went to include being able to like upload PDF patterns and things like that and take them wherever I go. I've actually got my monkey sock pattern on the iPad, and that makes me very, very happy. I can take it with me wherever I go. I've kind of set aside using a planner and now I'm using the features that I have in the iPad, so I pretty much carry it with me to work and everything like that. So wherever I need it, I've got my knitting patterns and knitting entertainment. But what I discovered this past week was that accessing online digital magazines is a breeze, and I absolutely love it, and it is a good little money saver if you're addicted to magazines like I am. I decided to go and download a free copy of K100, the anniversary edition of Knitter's Magazine, and I absolutely love the way that the magazine came through. It's beautiful, and it's easy to use, and it's wonderful. So I did a little search to find out what other magazines in the craft arena were available. And Well, not everything's on there. Hopefully, some of the other magazines catch up and end up on there, but I wasn't surprised to see Interweave Knits on there because they are definitely 
all about the digital arena with selling their back issues on CD. And I know that when I'm traveling this year, it will be a huge bummer to not be able to subscribe to my favorite magazines. But I discovered that I can subscribe to like my two most favorite magazines in the world right there on the iPad. And wherever I have a Wi-Fi connection, I can download it and stay up on my magazines and take them wherever I go. That's pretty awesome. So Interweave Knits has a digital version available online as well as The Knitter, which is a European magazine that I am absolutely in love with. I have never knit a single thing out of that magazine, not one issue, but every time I see it, I am completely floored by it and I have to get it. It's beautiful and motivating and very, very well put together. I love that magazine and I'm super stoked that it is available for like, oh goodness, I would say less than half the price of a regular mail subscription and they publish 13 editions a year. So that's super exciting to be able to get that online. Love it. I love digital magazines and I'm so glad that publishers are starting to get on board with that and delivering these things that customers want. And that's what's got me all spun up this week. Yummy digital goodness. All right, let me put my spin on nine inch circular needles. I tried them out when I cast on my monkey socks and I have some opinions about them. Shocking, I know, isn't it? All right, I did not find the nine inch circular needles to be completely horrible. However, they were a little too fidgety for my taste when it comes to knitting a pattern. I'm inclined occasionally to knit vanilla socks and I like them. I have a couple of socks like go-to sock patterns that really make me happy and they're primarily stockinette and they're really easy to take along with you and have like a conversation and just knit the heck out of the sock. And I can imagine that a nine inch circular needle would be absolutely perfect for that. What I had difficulty with was the speed at which I knit on a nine inch circular needle. I was able to manipulate them well and, but it was just slow and fiddly compared to working with DPNs. And I think, and I think the, the fiddliness comes with the fact that the actual needle tip is only like two inches long and I use like the palm of my hand to brace a longer needle, like a DPN, like a regular eight inch DPN. And I didn't have that support or the use of my entire hand to manipulate the needle when I was working with the nine inch circs. So switching back and forth between knitting and purling, for example, on the twisted rib monkey sock cuff was very slow and painstaking. <laughs> I think if I, if it was just straight stockinette, it would have been awesome. But going back and forth between knit and purl, not so much, especially with changing the angle of approach between doing a knit stitch and doing a purl stitch. And when you've got all those stitches on that nine inch circular, it kind of holds it where the needles are approaching one another at a 90 degree angle. So when you're trying to manipulate that and turn that second needle and point it down, you don't have a lot of flexibility to get that done. And that was my only complaint about a nine inch circular needle. I know other knitters, I believe, well, I know that Rachel from Knit Sense had a hard time because making the change really hurt her hands. I didn't experience any pain when I was using these needles, but they certainly have a place and knitting monkey socks was definitely not it. And that is my spin on nine inch circular needles.
so it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of spin control but before i do so i want to take a minute to thank everybody who has gotten in contact with me over the past couple of weeks i think it's awesome to communicate with everybody on Ravelry and via email. I know I've got some regular folks that we've got a little email friendship going on. Thank you, Susan, for all of your nice notes. I really appreciate them. And I really wanted to take time to thank everybody who has given the time to go over to iTunes and review the podcast. I super appreciate that. That makes me very happy. We've gotten like four reviews since January 1st, and that's awesome makes me very happy. I say that a lot. I'm sorry, guys. So a very special thanks to Nova Luna, to CLBR-BR, I don't know what that is, to Dieter Girl, to Anne from Green Stitch. Thank you so much for your reviews. I really appreciate the honest input. Of course, the positive stuff makes me very happy. And all of the star ratings that we've had jump up since January 1st. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. And I wanted to remind everybody that our January-February donation incentive is sponsored two-part. Diabolical Yarns contributed some beautiful, luscious fiber that I have spun up into a wonderful, wonderful, very, very squishy, I'm jealous over whoever's going to get it, heavy worsted weight yarn. And I will post pictures of that over on the show notes page. If you are interested in donating by the end of February to be entered into the drawing, To win that item, all you have to do is go over to the show notes page at spincontrolpodcast.com and click on the donation tab just above the latest episode. And there you will see photos of all the incentive items and a donate button proudly displayed. Thanks again to everybody who's contacted me and to everybody who has tuned in to listen to me. I really appreciate it. It is a lot of fun putting this podcast together for everybody every week. Well, the weeks that I make it. Sorry again for the delayed recording. This week's song is called A Change in the Weather by The Remainders. And to anyone who's interested, if you would like to stay tuned after the song is complete, I will be featuring a musical exit lude provided by a nine-year-old little girl and her harmonica. As always, you can check the show notes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Maid. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. I was upside down in Adelaide. I should have been drinking beer. It was raining in my lemonade and you had a new career. Selling silver nitrate, at least that's what I heard. I was only grateful that nostrils don't point skyward. That was then, apparently this is now. There's been a change in the weather. Stars are seen tonight. 
I let my eyes drift up and froze. I saw a shining blood. Was there a change in the weather? The sun was bright today. And now, our musical exit lute, provided by Itty Bitty and her harmonica. <laughs>